City of Angels. More than just a name for Los Angeles, it's also the name for a classic 1998 film in which Nicolas Cage plays an angel who falls in love with Meg Ryan. The movie itself had mixed reviews with a current Rotten Tomatoes score of 58% and an average IMDb rating of 6.7 out of 10. What did not have a mixed reaction was the soundtrack made for this film, which debuted at number 23 on the Billboard 200 chart. City of Angels producer Bob Cavallo and his son, music producer Rob Cavallo, held an advanced screening of the movie, which they both invited musicians to attend. Father Bob invited Alanis Morissette. Son Rob invited the Goo Goo Dolls. The day after the showing, both Morissette and Goo Goo Dolls frontman John Resnick had written songs and submitted them to the Cavallos for the soundtrack. Given the swift turnaround from both these musicians, one might assume that the movie had impressed them, but for Resnick, this was hardly the case. Quote, I didn't actually think it was very good. I just thought it was a sanitized version of Wim Wendler's 1987 film, Wings of Desire. But one of the reasons I wanted to do a song was because the soundtrack had U2 and Peter Gabriel on it, and I wanted to be on the same piece of plastic as them. It made me feel like I was hobnobbing with music royalty. I thought that someday I could show it to my kids, tell them their old man was once on a record with Bono and Peter Gabriel, explained Resnick. All right. So maybe you're thinking Resnick knocked out a song as quickly as possible so he could have his name on the same album as a couple of members of Music Royalty? It's possible, but to hear it from the songwriter himself, it seems like the song coming together was an act of God. Quote, Most of the time, for me, writing involves procrastination, fear, doubt, criticism. Most songs I write, I have to torture myself, be a prima donna for about an hour. But this song came so easy. I'd broken two strings on my guitar, so I started winding all the strings up and down in these weird configurations, and that song just came out. It was like a gift, like, oh, thanks, God, said Resnick. The completed song shot up to number one in Australia, Canada, and Italy, but only reached number nine on the Billboard Hot 100 due to the rules of that time. The track was not initially available as a commercial single when it was released in April 1998, which disqualified it from the Billboard Hot 100, but it was allowed on the Billboard Hot 100 airplay chart, where it spent 18 weeks at the number one spot. In December 1998, eight months after the song's initial release, the rules were changed and the song hit the number nine spot. If you were alive in 1998, there's no chance that you don't know this song, but there's a good chance you don't know its name. You might think it's something like, I just want you to know who I am, but you couldn't be more wrong. In fairness, Resnick essentially pulled the name out of thin air in an attempt to mimic the, quote, pretentious naming conventions of alt-rock contemporary The Smashing Pumpkins. Quote, I'm horrible at naming songs, so it's the last thing I do. I was looking through a magazine called LA Weekly and saw that a great singer-songwriter called Iris Dement was playing in town. I was like, wow, what a beautiful name, said Resnick. That's right. We're talking Iris by Goo Goo Dolls on Cover Me. And I don't want the world to see me Cause I don't think that they'd understand When everything's made to be broken That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one would give up forever to touch you. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my made-to-be-broken co-host, Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger, what's going on? Just busting. Uh, Breaking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) You know. (laughs) Broken. Does it... Does it make you feel good, Alex, to be busted? <laughs> I feel great. I feel great over here um, in, in the city it. of angels. Here in the city, in the of, city angels. of angels. The windy city, we call it. The windy city, yeah. The city by the bay, the city by that the never bay. sleeps. 
The Emerald City, yeah. The Emerald City, that's Tinseltown. the Tinseltown. Um, yep. What other good city names are there? Some, probably. Um, Silver City is a, a theater. It's a theater. <laughs> it's is a, it a place as well? A, a series of multiplexes, a franchise city, of multiplexes. The City of Gold. That's uh, El Dorado. El Dorado. Um, that's where you're broadcasting from right now. Yeah. Tight. Love to see it because you were dropping pure gold on audio format here, Alex. Alex. I'm glad. Unmarketable May begins slash continues. Slash continues with another big hit song. Another big hit song. And this one, for sure, if you'd ask me the name, even though I have known that this was the name several times in my life. I'd still have trouble remembering it. Yeah. Like Iris, I'd be like, which one is that? And then you'd sing it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of have, a couple years back, I looked this up and sort of made a deal of remembering the name. Okay. And part of the reason I can remember it is we have these oven mitts from, um, from Ikea. Uh-huh. Which around the same time we learned this, we, as myself and my roommates, uh, that we learned this was the name of this song. I happened to notice that that was also the name of these these oven mitts because Ikea names all their products things. So if you look at the oh, tag, it right. says Iris on it. Okay. Obviously, most products are named. But anyway, in the way yes. Ikea does. Um, so I, I do remember the name of the song. But what happens is if I haven't listened to it for a while, I remember that there is a song named Iris. I remember mm-hmm. that it's not obvious, but I don't necessarily remember which song it is. Okay. So it kind of it flips it around. So if I hear it, I'm like, oh, this is Iris. Yeah. But if I just have the name in my head, I'm like, oh, how does it go again? Damn. How does it go? No, you should write a parody track regarding like pulling something out of the oven so you'll always remember it. I'll always remember. Don't and I don't want the something to burn me because yeah. i don't want to hurt my hands <laughs> put on your oven mitts it's pretty good right yeah needs a little work but yeah. it's okay hey, it's we, we can we can workshop it we can we, we can, can work workshop it. it um alex are you a i know the answer is no but are you a goo goo dolls, <laughs> dolls fan i was looking up their other songs and i don't really recognize them yeah what is their next biggest hit slide also off this album i think i vaguely recognize it and they had another one called name those are kind of the big three that are their hits slide, name. um okay. and i was like yeah that kind of sounds familiar but i don't know okay it sounds kind of similar slide, yeah but it's also like it just kind of sounds like iris <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. It also sounds like a certain era of like alt rock, and I'm like, uh, could I just yeah, be confusing like, it with something you else? You could tell me this is Hootie and the Blowfish, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, n- no, I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a Goo Goo Dolls uh, fan. What's your history with Goo Goo Dolls? So my history with Goo Goo Dolls is I was briefly dating a woman in 2013, and you know, I get to know her. I was like, what's your like, what's your favorite? like band and she's like oh the goo goo dolls and i was like hmm okay like maybe i will i will go out of my way to check this out so i was into like downloading whole discographies off of the internet very legally mind you yeah of course of course and so i was like let me get all this on here and i'll try it out and i like listen i was like oh this fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> i don't like it at all and that's pretty much where it starts and ends with me for goo goo dolls okay i will admit that this song 
I don't know if it's just because it got a lot of radio play or or what, but it definitely has a place in in pop culture, if not in my heart. Yeah, it's um, it, it's one of those things that's just been around so long. Like this song gets stuck in my head often yeah. enough, and I'm like, and you kind of sing along. And if it's playing, it's it's a good one to sing along to. But I'm also like, do I like this song? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, or is it just like it's been around so long? It's just like I can't, I can't dislike it. I've synthesized. It's just like a part of life. Yeah, it's just a part you know? of reality. As much as breathing and, and shit, and it's like also Iris is sometimes here. Yeah, also sometimes Iris. Yeah, so like, I, I don't know. I, I accept it and uh, enjoy it when it happens, but it's not something I I go out of my way to experience. No, because I don't need to really. Like, it comes on. I say often enough when we just play our like random like hey um, oh yeah hey assistant play some music for me um, and then this occasionally comes up now for those of you at home Alex isn't talking about like a like an Alexa <laughs> or a Siri or anything like that he has an actual assistant yeah I have a, I have a person who just like <laughs> plays someone guitar to make stuff on the fly I'm like hey play some music and they're like I'm tuning one minute <laughs> so oh, he's yeah. got another assistant feeding him grapes. It's- yeah. quite a luxurious I got, life. I got people. I got people. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alex, next question. Have you ever heard of your, in your life, Iris Dement? The, no. The singer who this is named after? Me neither. No. Where did you say she's from? Was she like... She, she's a country folk singer-songwriter, so I'm oh, going to assume okay. America. Right. For some reason, I thought you had said she was like Swedish or something. Um, um, still no. thinking about Sweden a lot. Iris... Iris, that could be a Swedish name. De- Dement. No, I don't I don't know who this is. Iris Dement almost sounds like a stage name, like she could hang out with Alice Cooper. Yeah, and she's yet... She's like, Demented, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was one of the little Dement sisters when she was young. Yeah, no, her. I don't know who this is. Um, I don't know her music. Okay, Alex, final question for you. Uh, City of Angels, you seen it? City of Angels. I was thinking about. I was looking looking it up on um, streaming last yeah, night, but it's like too. it's like a Warner Bros. thing, and I don't have their whatever HBO yeah, whatever Max, their their services. I is theirs. Um, so I don't the even water, know if it's on tower. there. Um, yeah. yeah, just just the water tower. <laughs> um, so no, I haven't seen it. But I mean, it's a Nick Cage movie. It's a Nick Cage movie about Nick Cage being an angel. Yeah. Um, so uh, maybe I'll check it out one day. If it's uh, yeah, maybe. Well, it sounds like you should check out the movie it's based on. Uh, Wings the of German Desire. one. Yeah. Yeah, that one I also looked up because uh, it's foreign, so I thought it might be on some of my like other streaming apps, specifically mm. Canopy, but it wasn't. Oh yeah, Canopy is a good like one to go to for something that might not make sense to be anywhere else. Yeah. That's where I go. I'm like, oh, it's an old movie or like weird, obscure foreign thing. They might have it. Good thing I have a library card. Hey, watch. having fun isn't hard. Oh, Mars Attacks is on there. Okay, sorry. I need to stop. <laughs> okay, Alex. This wasn't an excuse for you to start shopping for movies. Yeah, um, it's yeah, time to focus it. on this song. This song, Iris, which is about Iris. eyes. Quickly, I will say that uh, my partner Greta told me that she loved City of Angels growing up, loved the film. Um, and it's a spoiler alert for people who haven't seen City of Angels, Meg Ryan dies. 
So like Nick Cage descends from heaven to like live a mortal life with her. And then they like bone down and he's like, what do pears taste like? She's like, I'll, sh- I'll get you some pears. She like explains pears to him. And then she goes to grocery shop and gets hit by a car. While getting pears. While getting, yeah, because you see like like pears yeah. shoot out of the fucking bag or whatever. <laughs> and she gets smushed. Smushed yeah. by a car. Yeah, they. it was a steamroller. She gets <laughs> smushed. Oh, <laughs> oddly man. cartoonish. It's also, I mean, if you, like, the song is clearly about the movie. I don't know the plot of the movie very well. Yeah. Because uh, I haven't seen it. But, like, you can pick out little things. Where it's like, oh, it's about, yeah. like, an angel who, like, can't connect to people or whatever. Well, yeah, because that's, like, the angel laws. You can't, like, can't, like, interfere, I guess, too much or, like, touch or feel things. Um, yeah, it's the prime yeah, directive. It's the prime, yeah. It's Star Trek laws, yeah. Um, but yeah, he like he descends to Earth. He decides to be mortal to to bone down on her and like to be in love with her. Then she dies, and he's still like, "It was worth every second. I'd do it again. I'd do it all again." And I'm presumably, I hope <laughs> he eats a pear at some point. I hope he gets that pear. <laughs> yeah, like, he comes to the crime scene. He's like, mm. Caesar body, pears strewn about. He just sadly picks up a pear. It's full of dirt and gravel, and he just eats it, but it's crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's, it's not very good it's like, uh, is this what all pears are like <laughs> wow, wow pears suck <laughs> goes back to being immortal um, yeah so on that John Resnick says this I was thinking about the situation of the Nicolas Cage character in the movie this guy is completely willing to give up his own immortality just to be able to feel something very human and I think wow what an amazing thing it must be to love someone so much that you give up everything to be with them that's a pretty heavy thought how about that yeah. thought? How about that thought? Yeah, I like how he comments on his own thoughts. He's like, yeah. it's pretty heavy shit, right? Just, that's like, I was in a class one time, and there was a guy who asked a lot of questions, and one time, he was like about to ask a question. He's like, I have a question, and then like stopped himself and was like, it's a pretty good question, actually. I'm like, why would you say that? Just ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> My other ones. Like, that's I'll so decide good. if this it's one. a good question, okay? Like, that's up to me. <laughs> Listen, it's a pretty good question I've got cooking here. I don't know if you're ready for it. <laughs> that rocks. Good for that guy. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I, you know, I'm sure it was a great question. I'm sure it was, because you remember that and not <laughs> just yeah. prefacing it. Uh, more on that uh, later. More on that later. Right now, the lyrics. The lyrics. And I'd give up forever to touch you, because I know that you feel me somehow. You're the closest to heaven that I'll ever be. I don't want to go home right now. Okay, so obviously, it's about the movie, right? Yeah, it's very clearly, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, on base level, this is literally what Nick Cage does in the movie. Yeah, he, he, he gives up his immortality to become human uh, for uh, Miss Ryan. And, uh, but, of course, it throws in this line, you're the closest to heaven that I'll ever be. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter. He doesn't need to be in heaven. Which is where the angels come from. Yeah. Um, uh, because it's even better to be with Meg Ryan, which I've never met Meg Ryan, but that sounds pretty great. She was highly sought after in the 90s, for sure. Yeah. City of Angels, Sleepless in Seattle, others. Others, probably. For sure. I just can't remember the names right now. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he says, you're the closest to heaven I'll ever be, and knowing he's Nick the Angel Cage, and I don't want to go home right now. Home is literally heaven. Yeah, 
So she's closer to heaven than the real deal. So it's way better. Now, then, of course, there's the not just the movie version of it where it's, like he said, giving up everything because you love someone so much just to be with them. Um, And he doesn't want to go home. It doesn't matter, you know. Everything's better when they're with that person. Does it become... There's an episode of Flight of the Concords where uh, Brett writes a love song where he's like, I'd climb the highest mountain, I'd do all these things. Then Jermaine's like... Well, would you actually do any of those things? He's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and is that that is that kind of similar to I'd give up forever to touch you? It's like you don't even have forever. So <laughs> what does it matter that you would say you'd do that? Right. It's like I would do it, but I don't have it. So like it's a very poetic thing to say, right? Like if I had this great thing, it wouldn't matter because I would prefer to actually be with you. Like I would give it up. But it's like, well, you don't you're not actually making that decision. So you don't know. Yeah. So you don't really know. I feel like there are times when I have had conversations with people when I've said things like that and people look at you funny when you say that and you're like, well, I like to think I would behave that way in that specific situation, <laughs> but like, I don't actually know what I do. Like I might be like really shitty and they're like, look at you kind of funny. You're like, so, Honestly, I, I just don't think the one ring would corrupt me. I just wouldn't like, let it corrupt my mind and spirit. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I would simply not get corrupted by the ring. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow i don't know i've never borne that sort of burden <laughs> like you know it's a tricky situation but it's a tricky but point. i guess the sentiment's nice right i give yeah. it forever to touch you it's nice it's a nice I know thought that you feel me somehow be like it, it's worth it to me that i would give up this really great thing because you're even better but it's also like well if they're even better yeah you just get you're just picking the better of two things right yeah i would pick better things over worse things is yeah. that <laughs> i don't know is it that? How- anyway, the point is, he's making a tough decision. He's like, listen, a lot of people would not give up forever to touch you. <laughs> Although I understand that viewpoint, but okay, I would the opposite? Yes, got- the opposite mm-hmm. experience. I just finished reading the Silmarillion, okay. and near the end, Elrond's father, yeah, um, Arendil, does kind of the opposite because he's given the choice to either live among elves or men, and okay. the person he loves chooses to live among elves and he's like tired and wants to die basically and he's like no i want to be with you more and he chooses to live among elves and be a star like in the sky anyway so just an example of the opposite so Um, is the is the movie a star is born actually about the silmarillion is it an adaptation yeah it's about it's about erendil taking one of the silmarils on his flying magic boat into the sky Fuck yeah, that rocks. Um, I give up Trevor <laughs> I haven't to touch seen you because I, <laughs> I know that you feel me somehow. Touch and feel? Hey, there's two. It's a little. Yeah, little it's like it means the same thing, there. but it's like not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I you think feel so me on an emotional level. In the movie, does he not interact with Meg Ryan prior to becoming human? Like, what? How does, I don't does he just like see her? Because. I mean, not to get too much into the music video too early, but that seems to be what it implies. Yeah, where he's in his, like, panopticon tower yeah, of he's, like, telescopes. Wa- he's, like, watching. So yeah. if that's what Nick Cage is doing, I don't know. We'll have to see the movie at some point. Is that And is that in Meg Ryan's contract that she was never allowed to meet the never dude that she was in love with in movies? In movies in the 90s? It must have been. Because, uh, yeah, that absolutely also happens in Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, for anyone not Weird. familiar with Sleepless anyone not Seattle. familiar with two classic nineties <laughs> films, nineties like um, rom coms. Uh, wait, it might not be a com. City um, of Angels, certainly com? rom, certainly rom. Roms and coms tend to go together pretty well. They do. Can you do just rom without 
a little calm. Uh, yeah, a romantic drama. Usually people die. Yeah, I guess I so. Think. Which I guess might <laughs> like be City, City of Angels. Angels. I, I, you know what? I'm going to say City of Angels probably not calm. Not calm. Yeah, not calm. If they die in the end, it's a tragedy, right? If they get married, it's yeah. a comedy. It's a comedy, yeah. That's the, the, the Shakespeare rule. Shakespeare rule. All right, so that's that verse. That's what we... That's, so that's that I mean, verse. Is there much there? I, I don't know, honestly. Like, There's as much as you need there. As much it's as you like need. Yeah. The grand sentiment of love is the overall thing. Yeah. I love you so much, baby. Heaven, that's bullshit. And also a bit of the, like, love is suffering in the sense of, like, love, maybe maybe a little, it like, love conquers sacrifice. all, right? You have to sacrifice yeah. for love, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it's better. That's right. It makes it uh, taste all the sweeter. Um, speaking of taste, and all I could taste <laughs> is this moment, and all I can breathe is your life. And sooner or later, it's over. I just don't want to miss you tonight. Just don't want to miss you tonight. So it does. Don't want to miss a thing. Well, you're getting ahead of us. Uh, uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves <laughs> now. Um, so the first two lines to me is like pretty general, like poetry line, like romantic poetry. Right. Right. Like this is the most important moment because we're together. Yeah. And like, uh, like oc- don't need oxygen. All I need is your life kind of thing. Yeah. It's more important than these really important things. Exactly. Yeah. It's so it, we go from like, again, it's contrasting with forever from the beginning. He's right. He's like, all I can taste and like feel. And the only thing giving me life is this moment with you. Yeah. So yeah, this is what matters. Being in the present doesn't matter that we're going to die. Cause it says sooner or later it's over. So he's like, I don't want to miss you tonight while you're still young and hot. Is that the implication or just that he loves him so much? Doesn't want to miss any moments. <laughs> so, yeah. It's tonight. Often the, like the concept of tonight or like the moment is used just, be like we're like this moment is the most important thing because we're together and like the future doesn't matter the past doesn't matter right and tonight weirdly enough implies romance more than like today would that's true tonight absolutely does because tonight's when sexy times happen that's right real sex hours who's up sex who's up sex hours (laughs) Uh, all right (laughs) all right um i guess and the other like the more literal film thing is like she gets hit by. I, I don't know. Car. Well, I don't know how it, it it is represented in the film, but like he comes from oh, this place of being an immortal and maybe not experiencing mortal things such as taste, like pears, right? Um, right. So he lives through her in a in a more literal sense. Yeah, and like he doesn't that. need to breathe, maybe, or like I'm sure he does because he's still played by a human actor. But like he's, right. well, he's should, an angel. Nicholas so like Cage, yeah. the actor. Nicholas Cage, the actor breathe. needs yeah. to breathe. But the angel Cassiel or whatever. No, Seth? Am I reading the right thing? Whatever his name is, Seth. He's one of many angels. All the City of Angels heads are going to come after us. Yeah. Um, um, so like he wouldn't need theoretically like breath and and taste and like that's that's a human experience right because you need like a body. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's also what it's referring. So right, he 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 literally lives through her, and then like metaphorically, love is sometimes living through another person, right? Yeah, and love is what causes him to gain life because yes, he is immortal, which is kind of not alive, kind of. It's like it's like unlife because he apparently can't yeah. feel or touch things or smell. So he gained. But, is that what is that actually happened in the movie? Because uh, if it did, that would totally support my point. Because I've been guessing. Yeah, I believe this. that is correct. Because he okay. like because the scene at where he he they bone down, she goes out to get murdered by a car, and he like experiences you know basic human things like breathing and showering. 
And he's like, wow, this is amazing. And then never sees Meg Ryan again. Yeah, because he just gets stuck in the shower. That movie's two hours long, eh? Yeah, two hours. One hour, then another hour. (laughs) Two hours, baby. Wow. Well, almost two hours. Anyway, um, I'd be curious to see it, but I'm also like, "Ah, it's a bit long for that. Yeah, for like what I feel could be a short story, like not even a novella, just like a, yeah. like a ten pager. I don't know, man. But hey, we're like criticizing a movie we've never seen. Based we've on the never song. seen, sure, <laughs> but I know, I know, I love it. This is great. I'm having a lot of fun doing this, but it's funny to think of what we're what we're doing. Yeah, it could be very. We're gonna like watch it. We're gonna have to watch it now. I guess people are like, you <laughs> don't talk shit about City of <laughs> Angels City like of that. Angels. We're gonna. The classic 90s romantic fantasy film, City of Angels. City of Angels walked so Lord of the Rings could run, or whatever, or fly. (laughs) Yeah. While it was running, they got picked up by Gwai here, the the eagle. It's like a nice reference to Gwai here. (laughs) Yeah, I've been been, been deep in the Lord of the Rings lately. Deep in it. So Uh, Gwai here, what, does he play bass for the eagles, or... (laughs) Yeah, he's used like the third basis. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we come to the chorus now, Alex, and I don't want the world to see me because I don't think that they'd understand when everything's made to be broken. I just want you to know who I am. Yeah, again, movie reference. Kind of. Because the world literally can't see him. Yeah, I can't see him, but also like he needs to stay secret because like I'm an angel where we protect him from the shadows or whatever. Yeah. And like they literally couldn't comprehend the concept of infinity, like right? Right, because he's an angel. That's probably not what it means, but that is also literally true, I think. Um Yeah. And uh of course the other side, like of just this like bashfulness kind of like the the private nature of, of romance, right? Right. Like people wouldn't understand our love. Or some like like I because he, he's I already giving us spe- these incredible things specifically referring to himself rather than their love, but I guess like their love is a part of him because I don't think okay. they'd understand me. I don't want the world to see me because I don't think they'd understand. Nobody understands, me, bro. Me. It's kind of I mean it's ninety eight, which is like like emos developing. I feel like this yeah. is, this feeds into that. This feeds into that. Um, people, some people have suggested that you know, like I just want you to know who I am was a big. Big a uh, big line for the the queer community, making this maybe yeah. perhaps a, yeah. a gay anthem. Maybe it could be. could be it could I didn't be look perceived it up. in that light. I didn't look it up on the gay anthem Wikipedia page. <laughs> <Is that> a- <laughs> yeah, could be there. Um, yeah, I just want you to know who I am. The idea that you know it's not worth. And this maybe is he's apparently also going through a divorce at this time. Jeremy Resnick, not. The, the the angel Seth. Although honestly, Nick Cage uh, possibly also around Possibly also, but specifically Jeremy Resnick. He's like, I was going yeah. through a divorce, and I just met another person. So I can see this being like the rock star being like, I don't want the world to see me, even though they see me perform on stage, because I don't think they'd understand me. Uh, you know, everything ends, including my last relationship. But I want you to know who I am. So he's talking to to this new woman he's with. He's like, I just want, I just want us to work out. I'll care about the rest of this. Right, doesn't well, matter. It's got that level. This is the most important thing. Yeah. So yeah, when everything's made to be broken, like like Meg Ryan was by a car in this movie, uh, that's <laughs> right. Again, everything the, falls apart. Everything. Something about entropy. Everything. Yeah. All we are is ends. dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. Etc. Yeah. It's it, again the, like the big ideas of this are trading forever for you know 
the opposite of that temporaneousness temp- being temporary yeah but but you make the moments worthwhile yeah by being with the people you love love exactly yeah but alex you can't fight the tears that ain't coming or the moment of truth in your lies when everything feels like the movies yeah you bleed just to know you're alive it's about a movie Wait a minute! It's a, it's a meta reference. Or, or is this his, his his review of the film? He's like, oh fuck! I would cut myself just to feel something because this movie blows ass. Yeah, that was the 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 bleed just to know you're alive. The like harm. I mean, that's a, oh, that's, that's a common that's your sentiment. other emo like. But take. that was something I remember hearing a lot of in like junior high and high school. I don't know if that's still as in the forefront of of. Uh, consciousness yeah but maybe I'm not sure. i don't know i just remember people talking about that a lot but it was in a lot more music i think yeah this like feel the pain to feel it makes sense coming yeah. out of, like the 90s. I, I just remember like, a lot of um like music videos with razor blades in them mm. i don't know man anyway i don't know um, yeah i i believe that though but yeah that's so he's saying here you can't fight the tears so you can't fake it you can't fake the funk on a nasty dunk, Alex. And you can't. <laughs> you can't make <laughs> fake tears. You can't fight tears that aren't showing up. Yeah. Um. I, I, that's an interesting line because, like, is it part of him being an angel and not being able to feel, or is it like the the sin- feeling of like like you're so upset you can't like express it? Right, you know, of that like, like you're very sad, but like you feel like you should be crying, but for some reason you're unable to feel anything because you're like, um, what, what's the word, um, numb. Yeah, you've become so numb. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense, right? Because then he says when everything feels like the movies, which seems to be a bit of like dissociation, right? Yeah, but also like it's about a movie, bro. Bro, brother, this is about a film. Yeah, it's <laughs> we're playing on multiple levels here. Uh, so yeah, th- I guess maybe that is the idea is like whatever I think it is about a numbness maybe. Yeah, and that, then of course the final line kind of ties that together. Like we said. Yeah. Pain just reassures you that you can feel anything at all. Yeah. Which again, a sentiment I've heard a lot. Right. Um the moment of truth in your lies. Yeah, the fuck does this mean, Alex? The moment of truth in your lies. Well, I can tell you this. Uh huh. Juxtaposition. <laughs> there you go. Is he saying like, I, is this? Is he saying I can't fight this feeling anymore? Is that what it is? Feeling. Um. I don't think it is. The moment of truth in your life. So you say you can't fight the tears that ain't coming, or the moment of truth in your life. So the these things, you cannot life. help but tell the truth even when you lie, and you cannot. Yeah, because I think what do, he says, yours. Like, ta- not- he's talking about himself again. Like, you can't mm-hmm. fight the tears. You can't fight, like, he's talking about perhaps that his life is full of or made up primarily of lies. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's just this this power in love uh, right. that, so, that so, creates yeah. a truth that he must live. It's a bit vague. Right. Does that it make sense? Vague. I mean, about as much as the moment of truth in your lies, Alex. Well, I was hoping to make a little more sense as an explanation <laughs> of it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, I think, I don't know, I think it's, you bleed just to know you're alive. He's talking about feeling numb, 
about how you can't lie to yourself, I guess. That's what he's saying. That's both you can't fight the tears that ain't coming and the moment of truth in your lies is kind of like saying you cannot lie to yourself, right? I guess you can't so. force like, yourself to cry or, or fight fake tears. You can't you can't hide from yourself, brother. Eventually you'll have to face the truth. The truth that you're in love? That you're in love? Yeah, this part is like the sad part. I'm like, is this the one where he's sad because Meg Ryan died? Oh, or, maybe that's it. Or is this like him? I can't deny this love. Like, like it's such an imperative that he pursues this this love. Like, like he's in his tower looking down, and he's like, this- I, he just he's physically unable to convince, like, continue to convince himself to stay. Like he has to. Right, so he can't keep living this life without Meg Ryan, or you know what his woman, and so that because that's like the hollow. This is again in verse two. He talks about uh, living and breathing and tasting through this 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 other person. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's why he's like, you can't. I can't fight this. Um. Also, we talked about love as sacrifice. Is that that you bleed just to know you're alive, or is that him being like, if I continue to live this hollow life, I will harm myself to feel so it's better to give in to love to me it being it's not like it it feels like a self-harm reference Mm -hmm. um so my instinct would be to interpret it as to interpret it as yeah his it's he's needs to do something about his depression or his his right because in this this life before meg ryan he's he's feeling hollow and maybe self-destructive. Yeah. Because everything feels laid out before him, like the movies. It's all been plotted out. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's the other thing about movies, is you don't have any control over it. And yeah. it's also a disconnect. Yeah, dog. And then that's it for uh, unique pieces of Yeah, it's a lot of choruses. A lot of choruses in this, dog. So there you go, Iris. Him wanting to know them to know who he is. Who is he? He's Johnny Resnick. Johnny. Jenny. Seth the Angel. Seth the Angel. Nicholas Cage. Apparently a popular wedding song, Avril Lavigne picked it for the first dance at her wedding to some 41 frontman Derek Wibley in 2006. How, how about that? They divorced in 2010. Yeah, they didn't last too long. And then I think she married... Um, Chad. Chad Kroger after that. Yeah. I don't think that lasted very long either. No, probably not. Anyway, well, I, I, was, I was looking up Nick Cage's uh, marriages. There have been quite a few. Many? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. That dude's something else. Um, but speaking of marriage, let's talk about what's married to these lyrics, and that's noises, Alex. Yes! We have combined noise <laughs> and lyrics to, to make, make an song. entirely new thing. <laughs> it's incredible. Buckle in, everybody. Alex, I want to tell you first that this is in 3-4 waltz time. Just like Piano Man. Yeah, thanks for... I didn't notice that. Which, um, often I'll point things like that out, but but it is. I only point these things out when they're like on Wikipedia for me to know. <laughs> but, yeah. I think the reason I didn't notice it, it's not very waltzy. Like, if you listen to the no. bass, it just plays on the one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not really strong in the in the rhythm department or in the in the beat 
yeah, it's like the beat is disguised because like the biggest feature is this uh, mandolin played by session guitarist Tim Pierce. Tim, yeah, that's a big one. A lot of that strumming. Um, the other thing they have going on is, um, well, <laughs> so there's also like it says that that's the mandolin strumming most of the time. Then yes, so it's kind of like a really soft strumming that. I thought it was like a a guitar that they weren't strumming the whole thing, but it could be a mandolin. That could be. I think sense. that main part, that one, that kind of is like <laughs> kind of like the leadish part, though it is quite soft. Yeah, is the mandolin, and then I I would believe that to be a rhythm guitar outside of it, unless they had Tim Pierce layer tracks, which you could have also done. Yeah, ah, there's got to be a rhythm guitar, right? It's in the music video. Yeah, there's a rhythm guitar, and yeah, because you need to keep Resnick occupied. He's got to have his hands full of guitar, so he's playing yeah. the rhythm, I imagine. They'll be very low down, but they they got to have guitar in them. Yeah, um, yeah, it's very so. It's a very like bright sound, I guess, because of that. It's a mandolin. Mm-hmm. Kind of got that like buzz, buzzy thing. Yeah, um, it's quite uh, yeah, buzzy. Kind of like. Uh, there's some like transitions that wh- where you like they'll add a small thing and you didn't kind of realize you were missing it and then when it's there it just feels like better. Right. And they kind of do that in the start of this like just going into the verse cuz they do the, all the strumming in the intro with I believe the guitar and the mandolin. Um yeah. and then once they get into the verse the bass just boom boom and it's yeah, like oh that's simple. what I was missing. Oh that's what we needed. <laughs> And like the very basic drum hits too. It was yeah. like bass and drum coming on like the same note. It's just like boom, tss, boom. Tss. Yeah, and now you got like this rhythm section. It just feels much more grounded, in a way. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like you were like teetering somewhere high, and now it's like okay, we've got both feet on the ground now. Yeah, we. Yeah, it kind of grounds it, and where you're you're in this almost. It's it's a very like almost hectic space with both the guitar and the mandolin going it's like you said there is no grounding you're kind of swirling around in these arpeggios and then yeah boom grounding of the bass and then you get of course the the vocal stylings of jeremy resnick jeremy resnick (laughs) johnny johnny right jeremy it's my brother's name um ah. shout out your brother shout out my brother just miss his birthday Anyway, um, yeah, so I was surprised by how much the, the bass made it feel different. Yeah, despite it not doing really a yeah, lot. really much at all. Like I said, it's mostly just like roots on first. Yeah. Classic comedy routine, roots on first. Roots on first. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, what else happens? So then it, it does the first two verses. Uh, I feel like we haven't done a good old two verses in a row pop song in a while, but maybe I'm misremembering. Yeah, because this one did, like, fuck me up a bit when I was like, why is the first verse so much longer <laughs> than the second verse? So I was like, oh, yeah, it's A-A-B-A. Like. Yeah. Um, yeah, for some reason, I feel like we haven't talked about this in a while, but I often forget these things. And Maybe it's just more obvious on this. I don't know. Because it's where the strings come in. Yeah. Kind of that rising string. Um, the other thing happening in this second verse, I, they double up the vocals. Yeah. Overdub the vocals. It's like right on the last line. I, ju- I just don't want to miss you tonight. 
I just don't miss you. Which is, I think, you know, a decent way to lead into the chorus. Often you'll intensify the last line in some way. Yeah, without, like, highlighting it too much. It's not like a big fucking drum roll. Yeah, it's... Considering, like, how much the strumming actually fills out the space, Mm -hmm. they do have a pretty big, like, jump once it hits the chorus. Like, like in energy. Yeah, it's, very... it's almost like they're just digging into the strings a little more, like on the guitar and mandolin. Yeah, and and they're also, I mean, they were playing the, the bowed strings before. Right. But I feel like there's more. Yeah, because they, they're pretty toned down, the strings in the, uh, in the verses. It's very low, just kind of space fill on your right, and they do get a bit of lift on them. For the chorus. Yeah. And wh- the other thing I was thinking about the strumming, because I kind of thought, what I thought was there was a 12-string guitar, and this might be happening. There's a mandolin as well, so that might be actually mm-hmm. what this is. I thought there was a 12-string guitar that was kind of strumming, like, like softly strumming, like, some of the strings. Right. And then when you hit the chorus, you just do the whole thing. Hard. Or harder. Right. That would make sense. Which kind of makes sense, approach. you know. It's kind of a funny sound to just, like, strum part of the strings because you're still getting the chord it's just like much less than you expect from a full strum right mm-hmm. anyway i don't know if that's actually happening or not yeah i'm not sure there is a 16 string orchestra on this is the one thing i know about it 16 um eh? yeah wait 16 piece string orchestra or i would imagine i imagine <laughs> they don't count the individual or like strings. or like a quartet <laughs> Um, they call it sixteen string quartz orchestra is the, the Okay. Quote here, well so. it, I, I mean they call it a quartet, it was a quartet, so Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, we each have one string. There's sixteen of us. That would be Just like that that instrument from the Come on Eileen music video at the box with the one string on a stick. Yeah, that might be a diddly bow. But I'm is not a different from Bo Diddly. Did Bo Diddley play the Diddley Bow? A Diddley Bow might just be a one-string guitar, so that might be a different thing. Okay. All right, Alex. But I think he did at some point. Because I remember, because right. in the beginning, there's a documentary, it might get loud. And in yes. the very beginning, Jack White just, like, has a board and a nail and a string and, like, a pickup and a Coke bottle. And he right. uses it to, like, build a one-string guitar. And I believe that is technically called a Diddley Bow. Okay. I believe it. I remember that. And then he turns to the camera, he's like, who said you need to buy a guitar or something like that? <laughs> he probably bought that um, pickup, but anyway. Probably bought that Coke bottle, too. Yeah, he probably, he probably bought that Coke. Drinking, drinking some Coca-Cola. Drinking some cola. Alex, so back to this. Verse 2, kind of similar yeah. to verse 1. A little more loud, I think. I think instruments are played yeah. a little louder on this. Yeah. And then you get those same vocal harmonies on the last line. The, you bleed just to know you're alive. Yep, 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 yes. And then we hit a bridge after the chorus there, which like takes us into a guitar solo. Very yeah. big, very uplifting. Well, it starts, <laughs> starts with the cello down like really in the low end there. Yeah. And then like that guitar comes back and does his da na na Yeah. It does do that. It says his da na na um, I think it's what? Yeah, no. What do you think? Anything else to say? But what do I think? Um, the guitar solo, not that exciting and kind of long. 
This is the one at 108? I'm I'm way ahead of that. That's you that's like a bridge at 108. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. No, you go to like 240, like 249. Okay. Yep, guitar solo. Yeah, it doesn't do that much, right? It just holds the long notes. Yeah, a lot of sustains, and then it goes on for pretty for a, long considering Yeah, a while, <laughs> like half a minute kind of thing. Um, but there's still a, there's a lot of stuff still playing in the background, right? Yeah, you still have this very like full, like hitting all these big dun, 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 dun notes yeah. and shit like it you is. You just get this like slightly fuzzy guitar, mostly holding like notes. Yeah, it's a lot of holds. And then we, from there we go to a kind of breakdown with a little, I guess like sort of a mandolin solo. Yeah, it, it like just kind of like fades, hits a couple drops way back down. The mandolin's kind of picking. Just a very short, yeah. Yeah. Very short. Um, and then just like a lot, a lot. A lot of outro. Choruses and outro, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a, I mean, they go big in this back bit. Everything comes in because we were faded down until just now um yeah like the strings get pretty huge in the back too we, i mean we got 16 of them oh yeah they're massive um so they got a lot to work with but yeah so it like he pulls us in because it like fades right down we just got a little mandolin and then he hits the the first line of the chorus and then everything jumps in, and then it's like two minutes of chorus outro where these strings are giving it everything they got. Yeah. He's screaming about wanting you to know who he is. It's huge. Yeah, because he just goes to that line for quite a while. Yeah. And then from there, you'd it almost fades think it was the title of the, the song. Intro. Yeah. It should. It almost would have been <laughs> the title of this song, except it fucking wasn't. Except he saw the name Iris randomly. Iris, part of your eye. This song, sometimes about seeing things. Sometimes about seeing. So you know what? It's actually like it works on another level. Like it works. Although the Iris is not a part of your eye that actually sees anything. Right. Although could any part part of the eye be said to see anything other than perhaps the retina? I guess. Well, you know, it's the whole meal deal. Yeah, it all works together, right? All works together. You need everything. You gotta have it all. The weird thing is, I never found a quote on Iris Dement like saying anything about this song. She's like, never yeah, like, that's kind of cool. I feel like it's cool. not well known enough. Like the song is, but that fact, right? But that fact, and like is she, not. I don't know, maybe in in country circles, I, she's clearly successful to some degree, but like maybe they just don't cross over. Yeah, I guess maybe the people who interview country musicians don't also know this fun fact about the song Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. I yeah I guess you might be right there Alex, but they <laughs> might know that there's a music video for this. Oh, there is a music video for this, and we've already uh, mentioned it a little bit. Yeah, we kind of discussed the main hook. Yeah, and the main hook is that he's in what did you call it? A, a panopticon. A panopticon. Yeah, he's like in this. I mean, it doesn't zoom out to show it's a tower, but he's looking down with his stuff, and you can see the yeah. city lo- skyline in the background. Or oh, does kind of show it being a tower. <laughs> But he's just it in is, this like round like a thing tower. full of, yeah, it's a tower. He's in like the top bit and it's full of telescopes and he's also got some binoculars and he's yeah. mostly just like looking down on stuff and they're kind of cartoonish, right? Like some of them like curve and stuff. It's very like, maybe not very, but it reminded me of some like Tim Burton style stuff where it's like. Oh uh, yeah, it helps that he's got angular. his emo haircut. He's got his emo haircut. plays into that 
Tim Burton realm. Yeah. Yeah, he just wheels around in this office chair. Yeah. Like, and it's oh, funny because he, he doesn't spend a lot of time on, e- on any one telescope. He just looks and then like moves and looks. Yeah. Picks up his binoculars, looks again. My favorite is when he pulls out a small telescope, <laughs> just like a handheld one to look through, and he's look just through. like sitting in the middle. <laughs> yeah. It's very. When it's showing the panopticon, it's very. Mm-hmm. Um, like dynamic like it's always almost always moving in some way the camera in particular as well is almost always moving somewhere unless it like cuts in close to his face but like he he rolls in his chair it follows him or like he kind of moves up a bit to adjust and look in a telescope it's a lot of motion not always but it's a lot of it and it also is is like doing weird stuff like it'll do like slow frame rate and stuff so things will get blurry or or even just like change the focus to make things blurry yeah it was like they figured out during filming they're like well it's not actually very exciting to see him (laughs) sit in a room with a bunch of telescopes just do weird stuff with the with the camera uh throw on an old film grain sometimes or yeah. like it'll go i mean it's fairly exposed but it'll go like more overexposed and the whites just get like blown out yeah that's the right word for that um, that is the right word and that's the kind of stuff you see in that part but there's another half yeah which is like the band playing the song and they're on a road like in a tunnel yeah they're in like a some kind of major road tunnel sometimes cars go by yeah he's playing he's strumming a guitar. It's not always synced to the music. I'm watching no. it now. It's not as bad as it was in my head. Okay, but it was. It's it's sometimes very. But noticeable. sometimes it's like eh, he's not doing that, is he? <laughs> no. Well, and they don't even have a mandolin player there. So what's the point? Um, yeah. There's also shots on what a street of guys just in the rain a couple times. Oh yeah. So is is that implying that like he's looking down, he sees them, and they're just like looking up at him? It's like yeah, his, like his, what's his this mates, his deal. bandmates. Are they the world and they don't understand him? Is that what we're meant to... <laughs> He's like, I don't want those guys specifically to see me. They are the world. <laughs> Stop looking at me! That yeah. Be it. I don't know. It's weird. Um, the other thing, color-wise, mm-hmm. the shots on the street are very blue, and the shots right. in the tower are very like yellow-orange. Yellow-orange, yeah. That's contrast, baby. Yeah, because yeah, when we cut to those guys visual. looking up, there's a shot of him standing over the edge of his his tower there and looking down. Yeah, and like, yeah, so that other. was that point. Okay, I wasn't sure because yeah. there's a few times where he looks like he's hanging off the edge, and I was yeah. not sure if it was meant to be like a suicide reference thing. Yeah, I w- this Seemed feels like to not, me like, but I don't know. Like half of a music video. Two halves of a music... Two halves of different music videos. Two halves of two different music videos. Because, like, there's just... We have a story of a guy in a tower of telescopes. We need to see what he's looking at, I feel like. And there should be a scene where he... I think he should jump off the tower at the end to touch love or whatever. And then he can either... I don't know. He just falls and dies and then everybody's terrified by it. Or it could be, like, because the power of love, he, like descends gently like an angel city it's of got angels. it's got a cut right it's got a not show yeah. what happens yeah. i don't know um yeah oh like a leap of yeah exactly yeah. it should be like the, the end of james blunt's you're beautiful <laughs> more music videos should be like the end of james blunt's you're beautiful 
Um, where he just jumps into the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it does feel like he's looking at something. Right. And maybe like that's part of it. It's supposed to be like he just wants to be part of the world, but doesn't want to be part of the world. And they've just like generalized it away from from romance at all. Like it's right. just about wanting to be be included in in society or something, and feeling like you're um, left out or or ostracized or whatever. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, but yeah, he's yeah. It's it's unclear to me what's well. What's maybe the grand take. you should use a telescope to get a closer look. Hey, <laughs> you know what we should take a closer look at, Alex, is all the covers of this song. Yeah, there's there's several. There are at S- least multiple covers of this song. There are at least multiples, and let me tell you, they are certainly covers of this song. They sure are. We're gonna start in the year 2007 with newfound glory. Newfound Glory 2007. Newfound Glory. We've talked Rock about Newfound Glory before, Springs, right? Flor- yeah, we actually talked about this very album. Oh, um, I didn't This album called From the Screen to Your Stereo Part 2 for the hit song, The Promise, the Promise. Version, recorded by When in Rome. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I have to cover Head Over Heels. Okay. Um... Alt Rock, Pop Punk, Hardcore pop Vibes. Punk. These guys yep. are basically emo, Alex. Yeah, I mean, they're considered like, okay, according to their Wikipedia page, which they may have written themselves, they're considered fairly like important in the development of this second wave of pop punk. I believe that. Where you get I remember the name Newfound Glory getting passed around a lot. Okay, I missed out on them entirely. I mean, yeah, it was my siblings listening to them, not me. Oh, okay, like... that, yeah, that makes sense. But they are pop punk, and they, uh, that's what this one is. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, I mean, f- we see this in rock and roll style covers quite a bit. You you take the strings out, you use the guitars instead, crank up the distortion, and you go. Now, the original yeah. was, mm-hmm. I think, fairly, I'll say, informed by grunge in the sense that it was like a fair contrast, you know, verse to chorus. Yes. They had really big choruses and then they dropped down quite a bit for the verses. And this kind of also you know it 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 um feeds into this quite a bit cuz it's just the other style a different style where you use guitar distortion more prominently. Right. We lose you're right. So it does still have that like ooh verse low chorus big, but we lose out yeah. on some of the like texture that the original has. Of course, you take out Definitely. a 16-string orchestra, you're going to lose, lose the texture, some of that. yeah. But I think that is unfortunately like a mark against this one is it does feel just a bit flatter because it's like, oh, we moved from distorted guitar in the verse to distorted guitar in the chorus. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's just like it's not much more. of a change at all. Um, yeah. It's not, it's another, it's fairly archetypal to me. Archetypal. Mm. Archetypical? Um, Arch- archetypical. Arch- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying, to throw, trying to combine words together. It is um, of archetypes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, in the sense that I'm like, yeah, this is this sounds like pop punk. This sounds like the pop punk version of this song. 
And yeah, maybe if they're sure. like important to the development of the genre, like, okay, that's their sound and we just got used to it, but that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, like the the guitar sounds are very like of that era of pop punk. Um, even the way they handle like the little chug bits that there's a lot of chugging. You can find that in this. Yeah, so these guys are really giving you the archetype pop punk. Yeah. I mean they um, speed it up too and like do less soloing. So like That's true. Yeah, makes sense. But it's they also do still that, have that like similar solo of just like sustains, like a lot of holds. Oh, they do. Then maybe it's just faster because it's like quite a bit shorter. It, yeah, they lop off about a minute and a half here. Yeah, maybe they just do less outro stuff because there's a lot of outro stuff. Yeah. Um, he has a little trouble with the word broken. Really, I didn't notice. I feel like he doesn't hit that R quite oh, right. I didn't notice. What are you? Everything's made about? to be bacon. Bacon. <laughs> but maybe yeah, I just man, like to that's the that's the uh, Florida accent. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, definitely. You you notice in Tom Petty songs a lot too. You're right. Tom yeah, Petty. the, the R Says, hard to hit. You don't have to live like an FUG. <laughs> Classically. <laughs> Is he talking about effigies? What's going on in this song? <laughs> Very confusing song. No one, no one knew what the word was until you know you had to get the record, and when it was just on the yeah. radio, everyone was confused. Yeah, you, you had to hear him intro it on the radio. It's just tough. It's confusing times. Um, yeah. No, you're right. This one is kind of just like, hey, have you heard of pop punk? But like, it's but, not bad, really. Like, it's it's fine. It's fine. I think that my problem is, is that the Goo Goo Dolls are emo enough, even in their version, that like, we don't really gain anything from the Newfound Glory version. It's just a slightly different style. Just, yeah, like a f- slight, and I think like vocally, a lot of what drives the Goo Goo Dolls' success is this dude fucking, you know, he sounds like he's pouring his heart out. Whereas in this one, he just sounds like he's kind of emo. <laughs> one of yeah, the things, fair is, enough. Yeah, like pop punk for better and worse has like high connotations to like middle school energy, which right. there's a lot to like gain from that. But also in like in this one, it maybe kind of loses the the weight that the Goo Goo Dolls had in their version because it feels more uh, perhaps um, juvenile, juvenile, adolescent, yes, exactly. perhaps. But that's just me saying words, Alex. <laughs> that's all this. Any of this is is us. Well, saying you know. Words. Well, we also insert clips from the songs, so you know it's not just. Oh, you're right. It's not just us, Alex. It's. But it's speaking justice. of people, we've talked about a lot. I'm sure we've talked about Iron Horse as well. But this is Iron Horse yeah. and picking on in 2009. And I don't want the world to see me because I don't think that they'd understand. Picking on. We have talked about picking on a fair amount, and there's kind of different artists that work with picking on, which is a yeah. series that does covers that are like country picking. Yeah, and all stuff. of these artists are under the CMH Records label, who does picking on. Yeah, so I don't know that we've done Iron Horse specifically, but we probably have. I've certainly seen the name come up when I've like farmed for covers, but I don't know if we I ever chose to cover them so they're like yeah. iron horse is a bluegrass band from killing alabama <laughs> killing <laughs> killing iron horse um and they they're yeah they do covers that's their things they do bluegrass covers 
So this is, is another is song. Like, is there another group called Iron Horse that's also from Alabama, but they're from uh from Livin'? Muscle Shoals? <laughs> anyway, Muppet Hills is that what Muppet you said? Hills? Muscle Shoals. Muscle I, I only Shoals. bring it up because I like the name of the place. Muscle okay. Shoals. Um, I don't know. I'm on a website, ironhorsebluegrass.com. <laughs> I'm Alex Mildenberg and I'm on a website. I'm on a website. Right on, brother. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. They're from Alabama either way. They're from Alabama. I think for listeners who are like, can you please tell us what, what this sounds like? In the same way that Newfound Glory was like, what if Iris was genre? You guys know that's what picking on is. What oh, if that's like Iris... their whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. But and like the the stretch isn't even that far because like mandolin is on the original. And yeah, that's got big country vibes. Yeah. So they they ride on that a lot. Yeah, honestly, like I was listening, I was like, oh, when are the vocal harmonies going to come in? Boom, <laughs> <laughs> on the chorus yeah. as expected. It is like campfire country. Yep. Um, there's kind of two. There's like a strumming guitar and a picking guitar. You got to have a picker. And a yeah. strummer. Uh, this is picking on. So you have to, you at least have to have a picker. Uh, but they it's also contractually have a mandatory. Yeah. Um, some of the bits where they do like the fast strumming, Rote El Dorado style. Second reference oh, to Rote El Dorado yeah, yeah, yeah. in this episode. Um, Count it. <laughs> that's two. <laughs> uh, see if we can make another one later on. Something about maybe an armadillo. We'll see. Okay, yeah, or yeah, like loaded El- die. We'll if see. only Elton That's John was on this episode. Doesn't matter. Elton John Dorado. <laughs> he did the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's I, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of those like like it's nice harmonies. It's pretty decent sounding guitar, but this one also slows it down quite a bit, and it's quite long. And like completely flattens it. Whereas like in Newfound yeah. Glory, you can tell the verse and chorus are different if you are not fucking you know, like ear to the record. Yeah, which that is was how a I listen to this. Like, it's weird to not have any real change up. Like except for the other voice comes in, but I think it just stays. Yeah, and then they have like three parts of the harmony, just for the rest. Yeah, they do, like and. Nothing like no big changes here. This one was so boring to me. I know they do drop out for the verse, but still, most of it has the harmonies on it. It's not it's, that much of a yeah, change. It's not much of a change. It sounds to me like you could use this for like a like a video for a charity, like if a, a, a fire <laughs> something or something sad like happened, happened in Alabama, and yeah, they're just showing like footage of the wreckage, broken. and they're like, you can donate to help rebuild the town of Killen, Alabama. <laughs> oh, rest <laughs> in peace, Killen. Um, I will say it because it sort of plods. It got almost like kind of hypnotic by the end. You know, it sort of right. lulls you. It got me into a bit of like a lulled state where I was like, "Yeah, all right," but honestly, yeah. But if you if you don't get to that, then yeah, it doesn't really work. Yeah, and there is something to that take. Like there is like the sad, whether it's a campfire or like country saloon where people are, you know drinking a beer together to this song and being like damn life is hard yeah but let's let's commiserate and also let's commiserate yeah but there's not enough like going on to to bring those vibes to me for me to feel that and to feel that this is yeah and it takes a while to get to that point so like it's almost not long enough but also too long yeah yeah for sure 
Um, yeah, so there's some harmonics at the end. That's the other element I wanted to point out. Thing. But that's pretty yeah. much it because it's fairly uh, like like you said, like they don't switch it up very much. They don't switch it up very much. I'm trying to mumble no. less. Don't switch it up. And not saying like they don't switch it up. Um, you are correct. There is very. Uh, well, you were just saying I was correct, so you're correct in saying that I'm correct. No, I'm glad we're both correct about <laughs> that's you being my correct. hot take. Alex, let's talk about the sequel to Boys. Boys <laughs> 2, Men, 2009. Oh, I hope you've made that joke before. <laughs> I um, hope so too, because it sounds like I would have. And we have talked about Boys to Men. We have before. talked about Boys to Men. They are a pretty successful uh, vocal R and B group. Yeah, they um, they're they do a collab with Mariah Carey. I think that was yeah, that was a big one. Like the number one collab between artists over <laughs> Under Pressure, which I still think is insane, but. But I don't really know that song. Yeah, so like, yeah, so, to me, it's like some song I don't know versus a song I know very song well. Do you know? Well, what the hell? Yeah, but Boys to Men, Voices pull. of Angels. And so, yeah, wait, what do you expect from this version? A pretty close instrumental track with the boys just going ham with vocals over top of it. Yeah, yeah, they don't change a whole lot structurally. It's <laughs> that said, mm-hmm. like they have, there's like a piano in. The, it feels right. like there's more strings. There's probably no more strings, um, and they don't have the guitars, but they do have like piano. And I think I heard an EP and like some synth. Right. It does open with a guitar or a mandolin. I'm not sure. Or it doesn't have like the really distorted guitars. Yeah, yeah. We don't have the, like the the alt rock elements. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's all it's all in the voice, and then I mean, what do you expect? It's boys to men. Boys to men. Like, like, if this wasn't a good and, vocal performance, we wouldn't hear it. We wouldn't hear it. And they waste no time getting into the, like, the the kick flips and tricks of the vocal cords, you know? Yes, there's it's a like lot of It's like line one, those. he's like, and I don't want to see Yeah, little runs. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, he's doing runs left and right. Things. Probably there's other words that could describe what they're doing. Flourishes. 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 Uh, riffs, licks. Hooks? No. Hooks? They're doing hooks, brother. They're doing hooks. Dabs. Dabs, yeah. Single syllable verbs mostly. Yeah. Um So but yeah, the the tracks in the background, they're we're we're listening to their voices. Um they sound great. It's very nice harmonies. I also like the like the, like the like the like the um escalation of the vocals throughout the song. They do a pretty good build there. Yeah. And uh, they also add a new section. Yeah, so instead of doing the guitar solo, because like you mentioned, they don't have a guitar, they do yeah. like a vocal improv solo. Not scat, but... Like, they like have new lines, basically. Yeah. No one knows me quite the way you know me. I'd be lonely without you beside me. Please believe me, you're the closest to heaven that I ever met. Yeah, but it's all kind of over the like, ba-da-ba-da, ba-da-ba-da. 
on the strings. Yeah, yeah over those strings. Um, and I almost thought that was the end because they do like a fake out because everything stops at the end of that like vocal section for like a second. And I was like, oh, that's a very cool way to end this. And then they'll keep going. But no, they do like the long outro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, lots of chorus, lots of exciting strings because they really do pump up the strings uh, to yeah. the front. Um, there might even honestly be some distorted guitar in there. I'm trying to listen for it. I don't have the best headphones on right now. I do have the best headphones on right now. Oh, best congratulations. Best anyway. Thank you. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> proud of it. Uh, I don't hear distorted guitar. Okay. And I, I think if you think about what Boys to Men is and what they're doing here. Like, it does make sense. That doesn't make sense. Like yeah. The Goo Goo Dolls talk about making this song and how big of a departure it is from their, their regular stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think just them being an alt-rock band is why the distorted guitar is in there. Whereas Boys to Men, R&B, like, doesn't yeah. really have a long history of distorted guitar in it. Not, so certainly they, not in the, <laughs> in the alt-rock way. Yeah, and so they don't need that. They're focusing on the, the softness and tenderness and, like, hard-hittingness of the original, which is brought in by strings and, and sweet vocals of Boys to Men. Yeah. In this version. Like, that's the elements they're focusing on. So I don't think there is distorted guitar. Yeah, that, it makes sense. Um, the last thing that happens, they got like a little outro. It kind of cuts down to. La, 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 la. Yeah. They're, they're most, again, still mostly voice, but it's like soft, soft voice. Um, and then it's kind of supported with that guitar strumming and then uh, the piano still playing. It goes on for a while. Um, this one's shorter, I think mostly just cause they're like, we don't have time for guitar solos. Like, right. Yeah. You're about a minute shorter we're not doing and that's that. give or take about the length of the guitar but solo. Yeah, makes sense. So that's that one. It's pretty cool. These guys usually do a good job of their thing and, uh, they sound good. Yeah. Do you want me to like say whether the boys yeah. to men are good vocalists or not? Yes, they are. Like, yeah, of course they are. <laughs> of course they are. That's their whole fucking thing. Yeah. So they do it. They do it good. And they do it good. And yeah, yeah, the, the, the instrumentation isn't brave or exciting, but they use it to, be, to support what Boys to Men produces. Which so is yeah, good solid, voice sounds. sensible. Yeah. Good sounds. Let's talk about Tangerine Dream in 2010, Please, Alex. Please, let's talk about Tangerine Dream. I don't want the world to see me Cause I don't think that they understand A, a band with a long history. Yeah, apparently. Um, in fact, after I listened to this playlist, I forgot to hit, hit it, hit the loop thing, um, and it just went into you know. Tangerine Dream. Mind. Yeah, Tangerine Dream. Like that literally happened to me this morning Dream <laughs> on Spotify. Um, and there's a lot of it, uh, or they've been around for a long time anyway. Founded so in 1967. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Unreal. Um, only one consistent band member up until he died in 2015, Edgar <laughs> They're German. I don't know how to say that last name. Edgar Froza. Something like Froza. Froza, yeah. Or Froza. Um, Froza, it's gotta be. But I'm like looking, I, I, I don't, um, I can't really read IPA. <laughs> and this one's not giving me any hints, so. Okay. Well. I think I've heard the SE being a suh. Yeah. In, that, in that German. Makes sense. Um, 
Um, and he, yeah, so he died in 2015 and like picked an heir. Like he had like an heir to the Tangerine Dream throne, and that person is currently fronting the band. It's a Thorsten. Yeah. What? A, yeah, they're um, still going. They're still going. Uh, they helped create the soundtrack for Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh, good. Uh, they're considered oh, really? a pioneering electronica act. Yeah, electronica. So I looked up electronica mm-hmm. just out of curiosity, and according right. to Wikipedia, electronica is a uh, is both okay? It says both, but I only copied one of the things. Uh, <laughs> it's a broad group of electronic-based music styles intended for listening rather than strictly dancing. Mm. And I would allegedly that. one other thing, but I forgot to copy that. I would honestly even just take off the like the differentiation of differentiation of dancing. I would just say like electronica refers to. Like very specifically, like synth-based music, like music that isn't using traditional instruments. Yeah, it gets used very broadly. It is a and very the music broad scene term. that started in the early nineties in the United Kingdom. That's the other thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. For yeah. this. this doesn't necessarily feel like a danceable track. So yeah, using that Wikipedia definition, I think checks out here. Yeah, they they keep it like kind of mellow and and a bit sad. It's a bit sad. Yeah, a bit sad, though that there's a bit of like tension at the start with the There's the definitely the synth creates some good tension. Uh, mm-hmm. particularly the sound of that. And we kind of talked about having some tension at the start of the original, just because there wasn't like a low end. Yeah. So I mean it has that as well. But then yeah. you have kind of the texture from the synthesizers. Um and there's a guitar playing too. Yeah. Um but most of it is based around this sort of pulsing synth so there's like two pulsing synths one that just goes pretty regularly yeah that like and then like a higher one that phases in and out everyone's yeah yeah and honestly like that's kind of the that's the core of it to me yeah with a very like detached vocal performance yeah that you might expect from german electronic music yeah um but it's the funny because there's kind of works with two vocalists on this yeah go ahead there are two vocalists on this yeah um and because they're german i'm always listening for like fun little strange pronunciations of things of, of english yeah. words um and, and honestly it's pretty good until by the time say at 151 when like within a short period of time they both say something in a strange way Okay, I catch it right on the chorus when the second singer comes in. I think he's got a stronger accent, or maybe yeah, it comes from does. singing a little harder. But the way he says "don't" kind of just tells that he's like, "I don't want the world don't. to see me." Yeah. I don't, it's really weird because, like, this one bit where you, they say like "everything's made to be broken," and it's like that doesn't even sound like a German accent to me. Oh uh, yeah, they almost sound there. like chavs there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything's made to be broken, broken. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, weird. Although that, I have definitely heard, like, German people, German, primary German speakers. I've also heard German people um, Who, because, I mean, they're, like, their English version of the, like, German-English accent is closer to an English accent, because their pronunciations would be more British. Right. Because it's right there. They're really close. Yeah, that's who's nearby, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, that makes sense. I believe that. Um, um, yeah, um, so that's um, some of the bigger moments. What else is exciting in this? Yeah. Um, it gets louder in the chorus. Yeah, I did like, I mean, it I made me think of Iron Horse a bit, but then like, 
because it it's not as dynamic, but they're definitely more like varied in terms of the sounds they use. So it's a bit mm-hmm. more interesting in terms of that. And especially like we talked about the tension, having that tension really helps. Yeah, just to give us a different note to like, ooh, this song's sad. So we Which get a bit of like, the tension of sadness. Yeah, in they the really song, go like. for the kind of like to me, like bittersweet yearning. Yeah. That makes more sense. There is something in just like the vocal performance and like the use of synth that is like an 80s kind of end of a sad movie where like (laughs) there's still like a silver lining. Which might be true of City of Angels. Well, yeah, because he learns to enjoy being human in the end. He So she dies and then he's like, damn, I can feel the wind on my face and that's kind of cool. And I can eat this pear. And he fucking loves pears. He's just got like he's got so many of them in his hands. He's like, oh damn, I can't hold all these pears. <laughs> he's better carry these pears home. Oh no, I don't want to go home right now. Oh, I gotta be tough pears. though. They should do a sequel where he has to like get a social insurance number and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sees that it's called a sin number, and he's like, what have I done? <laughs> um, um, there's a guitar solo in this one as well. Yep. Yeah. Pretty well, similar to the guitar, original. Yeah, it's a guitar. I briefly thought it could be a synthesizer, but yeah, it's a guitar sound. Yeah, um, it's, it, it might is, even be run through a synth. Like, I mean, that yeah, you gotta. It sounds you great. gotta. But yeah, it's a pretty close cover structurally, but it does, I think, change up the the mood and the feel a fair fair bit. Yeah, and maybe it's because I'm dumb and I like the '80s, but it is pulling on like '80s style of synth and stuff in my ears, so I feel like that. Makes it palatable to me. Versus the the less engaging Iron Horse, perhaps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, it's cool. It's a cool cover. Yeah, cool little cover. Um, Let's talk about an artist who I thought was much older than they are. Leona Lewis in 2011. Based on name alone, name alone, yeah, it's that's Leona Lewis, Leona Lewis, yeah, twenties jazz singer, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe she's alive in like the fifties or something. And then it's like, no, she got famous on the X Factor in two thousand six with a cover of a moment like this by Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, this is as like reality TV famous as you can get. Yeah, it's like two factors removed, or. X factors. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, she has a song in the movie Avatar. That's fun. Uh, Which like Avatar, like the James Cameron or Avatar, like James the, the Last Airbender. Okay, yeah. I forget. I always forget the Last Airbender. Yeah, James Cameron. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess there is a Last Airbender movie. <laughs> forget yeah, about we've that. seen it. We've seen uh, yeah, I was sleeping for most of that. Good call. <laughs> um, yeah. This is, okay, it's not just a slow piano version, but it does start out as a slow piano version. It's certainly, mostly. It's like, and the piano is like, what if you took Runaway by uh, Kanye West and added a second note for the piano to play? Because <laughs> that one's like, ding, 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 ding. And this one's like, ding, ding. It's yeah. like only slightly more complex. Slightly. Um, it has a pretty significant build. Yeah, um, it goes from like go in the beginning and it is like piano and like super close mic, 
and then a bunch of stuff happens, yeah. which I can describe, but for the purposes of this statement, um, by the end, she's, you know, like, shouting. Not shouting, but, like, singing loud and, like, there's huge strings. Yeah, like, huge strings. These huge drum hits. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. Like, and, and, yeah, it goes from being close mic to being, like, this belter, like, power ballad. Absolutely. Um... And that's kind of, to me, the appeal of this one. Especially because when it started, I was like, oh, another slow piano cover. Oh. Yeah, like we're going to be small and just kind of like whatever about this. Yeah, when this song is meant, like there's a reason it's like two minutes of chorus at the end in the original yeah. version. Because that's what you're supposed to do is just belt this chorus for two to four minutes and then be done. And this really focuses on that idea. And I think yeah. in that sense, it's quite successful. Um, I always respect at least a good uh, gradual build throughout a mm-hmm. song. And this has that. Um, more things that build brings in, you know, starts piano close mic, brings in strings, and then sort of it hits a chorus. So it gets a bit bigger. The kit drums come in and the voice drums up, but then it chops back down afterwards. And then, oh, now we get a big string build. And it's kind of... There's like a bit in the third verse where like we've got we're pretty high up instrumentally, but her voice goes back down. So you're like, oh, and not everything's quite there yet. So we gotta do the big breakout, and then of course we get into the chorus, and boom, everything's huge, huge, yeah, yeah. And she's got a good voice on her. Obviously, she won the X Factor. She, she has won to the have X a good Factor. voice. Yeah, real like pop voice, good sounding. So I think it's it seems strikes me as successful. But then I'm like, I don't know, I don't. Probably not going to listen to it again. Yeah, it it does. It it makes it begs the same question. Like, why would I listen to this over the original? Which I guess is kind of a question we always ask ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is like in some ways the ultimate question of this, and I don't know that it provides a satisfactory answer to that. The yeah, this I, is a good one <laughs> for like a concert hall. You know? Yeah, I feel like this would be really awesome to see. In a concert hall. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. It's, I, I think it's versions like this, and even like Boys to Men to an extent, where they kind of like soften the instrumentation, I'm always like, well, this is for somebody's mom who thinks like the Goo Goo Dolls are a little too like risque or whatever. They're like, right. oh, that's too much. Like, well, here, what about Leona Lewis? I like the songs, but I don't know about that name. What's a Goo Goo? Yeah. What's a Goo Goo? Why is there a doll version of it? Yeah. I guess it's just like baby dolls. The yeah, I'm dolls. also, I'm also like, generally, um, somewhat turned against. I don't know anyone involved with talent shows. Talent? Yeah, reality talent. I, I, yeah, reality I'm certainly shows. Like, which is not fair, but I definitely have this. that like in my mind where I'm like, oh, what the X Factor? I got no time yeah. for this. But. I think the version does what it's supposed to do. Well, I think I'm like, ultimately Iris is a sappy song. Like it's, we yeah. kind of talked about how, like we don't even, it's not like either one of us loves this song. We don't hate it, True. but it except, is just like Except a, we can't avoid, like, <laughs> I can't not sing along or like occasionally get it stuck in my head and shout out something about everything being made to be broken. Yeah, it is like 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 the song itself. It talks about inevitability. The song itself is in some ways inevitable. So we've just come to accept it. Yeah, and also, another thing, I was thinking about the lyrics, like, I always assumed I was kind of wrong about what they were, but no. Mm-hmm. Well, I know the chorus, you know, but... Right. No, I, I was right. Like, they're not that yeah, obscure I, or anything. 
it's very like on the nose. And I think that's probably part of why it connects with people so easily is because there's not a lot of like, what does he really mean? It's like, yeah. it's all there, man. Yeah. Like whether you've seen city of angels or not, it's all pretty, <laughs> pretty much on the surface. Yeah. So all that is to say pretty decent cover, honestly. So yeah, but, like a very, but I have song. apparently an internal struggle about actually admitting it. I, mean, I, I agree with you because it does just feel like sanded down. It's the same reason I don't like the Carpenters, even though people are like, the Carpenters are incredible. I'm like, yeah, but they sound like they're for easy listening. <laughs> yeah. and I, I don't yeah. like that. Like, I, I can accept that they're skilled musicians <laughs> and performers. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, uh, that doesn't mean I want to listen to what they create. Yeah, exactly. People like Karen Carpenter has the most beautiful voice. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like I just get mad about it. I feel like I should like the Carpenters because so many musicians that I like like the Carpenters. I'm like, oh, what's wrong yeah. with me, man? What's wrong with me? But yeah, that's, that's also how I feel here. I'm like, yeah, Leona Lewis sounds great on this. Oh, it's just a little too like too easy to swallow, though. Yeah, the cover out of this, she's looking a little '60s as well with that. Oh yeah, um, hair. Yeah, is it her like hair? The, the hair and the lighting. Yeah. Anyway, I don't. I mean, I said as well, but I just wanted to point that out. Um, yeah. Early 70s. Um, anyway, let's point out that we need some Canadian content on this episode. We do. And who better yeah. to be Canadian than Christopher Dallo in 2012? Yeah, he's a real singer guy. He's a big singer. Okay, so he's a good singer, but also, as ever, uh, I'm not a huge fan of his self-description on his website. Oh, yeah, hit me with that quote. I know which one you're going to say. You know which one he's going to say? Where he says that his voice is so powerful and clear that it allows him to sing any type of song from any genre or era, and that's a big claim. That's Um, a big claim and also a a nonsense claim. Yeah, it's a nonsense claim, but I think I figured it out. I think there's some weasel words in there. I think it's not Mm. saying what it sounds like it's saying, because it sounds like he can sing any song in any genre, which is ridiculous because he only basically chooses to sing songs in one genre. I went through some of his music. Um, Okay. But he says, from any genre, and I like he has a wide vocal range. Cool. He can probably sing any song or most yeah. songs but i mean i like he he does slow ballads like he sings slow ballads that's yeah, what he does with, with the big rich tenor voice like right? it's like he's not he's in he's one not, lane like he's, he's not his, doing his voice isn't anything. suited to any genre he's not going to be like well today i'm going to sing i mean he could sing a bruce springsteen song or like you know a rock and roll song right but as like he does here as he does but like, although this is, you know, it's in the ballad, you know, power ballad um, area, and he switches it into that, right? Right. So but like, really it's like not, what? if it's just like a gruff song, he's not going to sing. I, here's a better example, like Lagrange, like that. He's not suited to that. <laughs> no. So the quote really is like, his hammer is so powerful that anything can be a nail. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he's still, and honestly, yeah, he's a really good singer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, even, like, his description of himself, he's a, he calls him a tenor. Like, it only matters that you're a tenor in, like, a fairly narrow range of vocal genre, right? Like, yeah, his style not- cares that he's a tenor, but, like, most, many others, it wouldn't really matter. So, like, he's in that lane. 
mm-hmm. and he stays in that lane, but the description is just like makes it out to be very grand. Maybe he didn't yeah, write it. He probably is a publicist the, that wrote it, honestly. Whatever. The truth is, anyone can funny. sing any type of song from any yeah. genre or era, right? Like, it's, it's just a funny claim, is all. It's like, a you very can, funny you claim. You can market yourself in a more honest way, I feel. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, very, transforming it's very pop hits into powerful tenor ballads or whatever. Like, you can transform any yeah. song from any genre into some shit your mom would listen to on Christmas. Like, there's, You can do... <laughs> different wording to give a more clear picture of what he is yeah follow up is this album art his last name is written in is that the ellen font (laughs) yeah it is too it looks like it but he should take over the ellen show (laughs) he should be the next ellen yeah imagine anyway yeah so he's a more classically trained singer he's a tanner That's his range, but also That's he's got range. a fairly broad range, so I don't really know. I guess tenor is more about timbre. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I've heard yeah. that, though. So it's got a pretty good sound to it. You know, he gets the orchestra. It's more than just strings, so like yeah. this piano in the intro. Um, sounds nice. The verse, there's like guitar playing and play some harmonics. Some flutes mm-hmm. come in and kind of gets more complex as it goes. You get more strings, as many of them yes. do. Um there's a lot of yeah, that I, kind of stuff. I did like hearing the flutes here, and like his voice is good. Like we kind of talked about it, what yeah. it is. It's, it's a got real a classical good voice. music approach. What Tenor drives ballads, me like, insane like though is at like so the chorus starts at about one eleven, and that's where these these bonus strings come in. This wait, what was the what was the uh, one eleven? Time stamp one eleven. Okay, and that like sound to me is so like specifically attributed to like corporate promo music oh it's like the background music from like do you feel a little off like yeah do you or feel like, like you should be at, getting more out of your insurance policy <laughs> exactly it's like <laughs> here at td trust yeah <laughs> I totally hear it. I totally hear it now. <laughs> and now it's all oh I can gosh. hear, and it's it like it, it's not good. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, so questionable choice on the guitar arpeggios, my friend. Uh, yeah, um, I was a little iffy on the the drum sound. So I have a. I, th- I feel like his his like snare drum is weird. Um, Two forty three is my timestamp. Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. Like it's just like it's a bit much. I don't know. Yeah, the Maybe sound on it thing. is bad. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like that that could have used some but even in like, like around 135, <laughs> like in the second verse, it just like it sounds like shit. It's just like tip 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 tip. <laughs> Yeah, there are, I don't know. So the drums maybe could have used a bit of work. Um, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, honestly, there are entire Metallica albums that I've heard that about. So it happens. Right. It happens to the best of us and the Metallica is of us. Yeah. I honestly don't know happens. where Metallica sits. <laughs> I, they in, sit in that somewhere on the chart of music like, quality. Yeah. <laughs> um, people like Metallica. I like some Metallica. I'm just. Yeah. I liked when we talked about um, Nothing Else Matters. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Um, so no uh, shades of Metallica, but they've been uneven over the years, right? Like any group. For sure. Oh, yeah, like any group. You got some highs, you got some lows. Yeah. Um, anyway. To bring it back to, to CD here, to Christopher CD. Dallow, CD's nuts. Um, 
the do you think this ver- I think this version might be better if we cut out most things and just focus on his vocals and like maybe a piano. Maybe maybe it's a mixing problem. I mean the drums are could are. be the drums for or sure could are. probably be helped with that. Like it's production issue. Yeah, it may be because I, I think he's got a great voice. Yeah, and I watched a bit of him performing it live. He seems like a nice, sweet fella. He's like, oh, I love this yeah, song. Yeah, and and he's if like, I'm correct, there are a few songs. live versions, I think. But I think we watched yeah. the same one, and that's basically just piano, right? Yeah. So, so like, why does this version exist? Yeah, I definitely. I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, production it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also remember, there was a a local artist that I remember. Um, we used to go to their shows a lot. It was someone, I'm trying to be very vague about this. Someone right. my brother dated used to perform a lot. Oh, and okay. they like vague. did a recording, and I just feel like I didn't like the way the, like, I really liked seeing them live. Because mm-hmm. um, they were really good live. But when they put that, you know, they did, it was like their first EP kind of thing, and it was cool. Right. And it was like so fine, but tracks. I really didn't like how they mixed the vocals. And I was like, I really like their voice, but they, they kind of tried to do the, I don't know. So production's hard, is what I'm saying. And you can really kill it in the, in the mix sometimes. So for I feel sure. like this one suffers for it. I yeah, mean, we're pointing I out specific right. arrangement and like sound and mixing issues so yeah they exist and if we're clowning version. on you like it can't yeah. be that good <laughs> yeah so um this one probably probably could have been saved with with some some different philosophy behind it yeah but, if you got bruce dickinson from iron maiden to come in and do a remix coming and do a remix yeah exactly so <laughs> so it's it's there somewhere there's a there's a good there's a really good version here i think somewhere but it, somewhere doesn't quite uh didn't quite translate into reality because like theoretically christopher tal's strengths are pretty similar to leona lewis you get a person with a big set of pipes on him to bang this song out yeah and and in that regard similar to boys to men like (laughs) they're all coming with the same kind of like take but his definitely i think is the weakest of those yeah boy one yeah i think it's in the production (laughs) one one man (laughs) um yeah Yes, but let's talk. Let's talk about all these songs. Let's talk about three categories: the worst version, the best version, and the version that you would play for an angel who had just descended to Earth. Which one would be most beloved by the divine? Which one would be most beloved by the divine? Okay, <laughs> okay. Or which one do you think Nicolas Cage would like? Pretty much the same question. <laughs> yeah, same question. Same question. <laughs> same question. Same question. Alex, worst version of this? What is it? Ah, uh, worst version. It's probably picking on. Um, just because it was it was quite flat. Although they, I mean, they had decent harmonies. I I didn't like hate any of these, but I honestly also didn't like love any of them either. Yeah, it was. A, it's a very midweek. So it's a close race on both ends, and I think mm-hmm. at this moment, Iron Horse is edging out the other ones. But like, it's close. It's close. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to because like the thing is, like you said, Iron Horse, you can get hypnotized in and kind of just like relax. Yeah, that Where was for cool. me with Christopher Dallow, I cannot, those strings take me right out. Right. It doesn't quite get there. So I can't like, I cannot experience the joys of his, his rich tenor voice. But but do you want to experience the joys of a comprehensive insurance policy that allows you to bundle (laughs) home auto and life insurance? Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, yes, I do. Alex, what's the best version of this? 
Ah, what is the best version of this? Some decent ones. I, I, I think it's Tangerine Dream. It's Tangerine Dream. I did like the vibe they created with their uh, mm-hmm. sort of soundscape. It's always fun to hear some synth. Yeah. Um, and also German accents that German are only accents, yeah, sometimes showing up. That's always a good time. Yeah, I also want to give it to Tangerine Dream. I don't know if that's just because I'm like fascinated by just discovering this group through this. And I'm like, oh, wow, what an interesting... Like, long-lived thing. Long-lived project. Or if I I genuinely like the cover. I do think I like some things about the cover. I think you're also right when you said it's a pretty tight competition on both ends of the field here. Like, Mm -hmm. there's not... It's not like a real standout here. So I think I'll go with you on Tangerine Dream because I do like the synth. It is a sound that plays to to my my needs and my things that I like. So yeah, Tangerine Dream, 2010. Alex, Nick Cage, the divine being, has just de- descended to Earth and he's never heard music before and you have to play him Iris. I have to play him Iris. What um, version of Iris are you playing him? I think, I mean, just because it's the closest to sounding angelic, probably boys to men they got the voice voice of an angel voice of of several angels um the other option is newfound glory sounds vaguely christian um oh yeah even though it probably isn't i don't know uh but no i'm going with i'm going with boys two men okay boys i could choose christopher dallow to kind of try to drive him back to heaven like get out (laughs) get out of here (laughs) listen to this See, see if they take him with they're like, oh, that's a nice voice. He should ascend. <laughs> I think I'm going to give him Leona Lewis, though. A little bit of dynamics, some sweet piano. Show him what we can do with just yeah, a little bit. Show him know? the broad range of, uh, of dynamics. Yeah, and show him what our talent shows are all about. Because they're going to be mad about talent shows when they get down here. You're like, there's some good things that come out of this, too. I'm like, listen, Leona Don't Lewis. Don't condemn all yeah. of us, please. Yeah. <laughs> I had nothing to do like, with this. I had nothing to do with this. I'll play you Bleeding Love later. You might like that. <laughs> but listen to Leona Lewis. That's that's how I'm going to... I assume angels are going to be mad when they come down here. I don't know. You, you have to assume. You got to assume. It's a long trip. At the very least, they're going to be grumpy. <laughs> yeah, infinity's a long way. And it's a long ways to go. And they came all this way for what? For what? It's six trillion uh, light years away, actually. Two. Yeah. How did you wait? What are you using to calculate that? Oh, just one, uh, one Paul Simon song. Oh, okay, sick. Thank you, Paul Simon. For doing <laughs> yeah, that's that's a research. that's a Paul Simon reference. Perfect. Um, what song is that? <sighs> cool Papa Bell. It's a recent one. Okay, that makes sense. Why yeah. I don't know it. <laughs> also, that could have been a made up Paul Simon track. I would have believed you. Could have made it like, all. God, up. sounds like some shit he would say. <laughs> cool <Yeah>. Papa Bell. <laughs> Um, also a good nickname for our friend John Bell. Yeah, he used to go by Papa on, like, that was his gamer tag. Was his gamer tag. Yeah, anyway, and he's cool, so the song's about him. Shout out to Cool Papa Bell. Um, shout out to you, our listeners, who, if you have a similar, different, or, you know, opinion of any kind (laughs) that you want to talk to us about regarding this song, you don't want to talk about one of the cover versions we didn't talk about, of which there are a ton Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Crest, the at some Alex Wise Guys. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email those to us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Tell your friends and family and neighbors about us. 
Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Tell everybody that you know. Um, today, the trick is, you know, uh, depending on where you are, I mean, there's a lot of pollen kind of settling on things, maybe some dust on cars. Just, just write Cover Me Pod in any dirty cars you see. Yeah, you can write Wash Me Too. Yeah. But also write Cover Me Pod. Cover Me Pod. And then if we get in trouble, if you for can that, do an at sign, do the at sign. Don't worry about it though. Do the at sign. Um, we hold no responsibility for anybody claiming damages over Cover Me Pod being written in the dirt on their car. If you're doing this, it's of your own volition. You got to take take the hit. We can't take the fall for any any fights that occur because you're writing in people's cars. Like listen to us, but also take responsibility for your actions. That's right. Take responsibility <laughs> for your actions, or find a better way to advertise us. <laughs> That does it for today's episode of Cover Me, though. As we always say on Cover Me, yeah, you cover me just to know you're alive.